everyone, I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi, everyone. Larissa Russell of Creative You, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have with me Nicole Wickman. Nicole was one of our presenters for the second annual Loving Healing Creating Summit that we ran in February, and she shared a wonderful painting tutorial that if you missed it, you'll want to check it out. So you can still get access at, to that summit at www.creativeyouhealing.com. So Nicole lives in Victoria, BC. She's a fellow Canadian. Uh, she lives with her husband and two children. She's been an artist for as long as she can remember. She loved art class in school and spent hours upon hours sketching. As Nicole grew up, she experimented with different creative avenues, sewing, sculpting, stained glass, beading, making jewelry. I have done all of those. Anything to feed the creative yearning in her soul. I totally understand that. In her 20s, Nicole decided to try painting again, and which she hadn't done since high school. She painted simple pieces for her apartment and loved it. It was so fun to grab a canvas, throw some paint on it, and have her own unique piece of art. Now she has painted hundreds, maybe even thousands of paintings. Nicole has been able to connect and share her love of art with like-minded souls from around the world. She has sent paintings to far off places she'll maybe never get to visit herself, especially now. Nicole feels so lucky and grateful every day for what art has brought into her life. So welcome, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's true. When you're creative, you often like just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying things. Right. And yeah, mm -hmm. I find uh, I have to have my finger in everything. And so yeah, I have to really like hone in on painting, <laughs> which I don't think I've, I mean, I am a painter, but I don't think I ever like honed in on one thing that I had to do. And so, yeah, I, I still have my finger in everything. <laughs> my budget required it. I was like, I have to stop. <laughs> yeah. I bought a cricket machine. And it's like a running joke in the family that I bought this cricket machine and I never did anything with it because I'm terrible at card making. I don't know what I was thinking. And then after that, my husband was like, you need to like reel it in, girl. Like $500 on this machine you're not going to use is like not going to work for us. It's so funny because we're actually having that argument in our house right now because I've decided I need one. I need a cricket uh -huh. machine. <laughs> See, I think now they're a bit better and easier to use. I bought it like in the early days when they were mm. pretty like you had to buy cartridges and like it was a it was an investment that yeah. I was not gonna I did not get my money out of. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It is because uh, my niece got one and so it was like, oh, now I have to have one because I can't run to her for everything I need. So I, I need to have my own. And so we're having this debate on whether or not that is a need or a want. <laughs> so. It might be a want, but <laughs> you might be better I, at paper I, crafting I, than me though. So. I'm making an argument for a need. I am making yeah. that argument. It's a need. <laughs> so. yeah. You're creative 
part is important. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Nicole, can you share some of your story and, and how you ended up doing what you do? Yeah, I mean, I've always, like you said, I've always sort of been an artist. I was always the artsy kid at school and I took art classes and all of that. So it's always something that I really enjoyed. And then um, I had a baby <laughs> and I was, we were on maternity, I was on maternity leave and I was kind of lonely. My husband was a chef. He was working long hours and then it started coming time to go back to work and I don't know, I was having a bit of a crisis. <laughs> and I started reading books. And it was like, you know, do what you love, find your passion and all of that stuff. And I started thinking, you know, well, what do I like? And I kind of came back around to painting. And so uh, my son napped really well. So I would paint while he napped. And it just sort of grew into this Thing. And then I started to think with the internet and being able to connect online and not have to go through the gallery route necessarily. Um, it was just something that became really interesting to me. And I started to think, well, maybe there is uh, something to this, something that I could do and still work and still be a mom. And uh, yeah, so it's, now it's been, he's just turned 12 um, and it's been quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from to the dining room table and then now I have a studio and it's baby yeah. steps though <laughs> it's true you have you have to start in one place and, and keep at it um but yeah. now yeah you've got works in in different stores and different all over the world and, and different places like that so yeah that's amazing that's awesome that you took that passion and turned it into you know what you what you do so so what, what would you say healing with creativity means to you? Well, it's a huge, for me, it's a huge part of how I keep myself just grounded. And I always have art to go to. So, you know, it started for me with that, you know, what, having a baby was, you know, I know it's like this sort of exciting and wonderful part of your life on one hand. And on the other hand, I felt like I had lost who I was. None of my friends had children. Um, and of course, with my husband working all the time, I just felt really lonely. And so having that thing to fulfill that part of me. And then later on, I lost, you know, my father and my grandfather within a couple of months of each other. And again, painting has just sort of been this thing that I can just, it's almost like meditation. I can turn off my brain. I can just play with the colors. And it just always brings me this sort of back to this place of joy and fun and you know, it's sort of a celebration of life. Like you're getting to do something fun while we're here, play the game and have some fun. And I don't know, <laughs> it's a huge, huge part of my mental health. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I agree with that. Like I, I teach healing with creativity, right? So uh, I think that all creativity is healing, but when you put intention behind it even more so, but when you can allow yourself to just shut off and create and get into that meditative state, as opposed to the, you know, having to create something, having to create a specific something, when you can just mm -hmm. let it go, I think that is huge. It's huge. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's really hard for people often is the letting go part, you know, and I think a lot of people are painting or creating for outcome and not for the enjoyment of the process. 
Yes. I yes. feel like if you, if you can find something that you enjoy the process, that's where the magic is. It's not so much being great at something. It's about finding something that you enjoy the process so much. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. Yeah. And it's, I, I talk about the process all the time because that's, you know, that's what it's about for me. But yeah, when I do my own works, I have, if I really try to make a painting specifically like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this, it, I struggle, I struggle with it. But when I can just let go and just be like, oh, okay, show me what I need to do today. Right. Universe, you know, flow through me and it makes all the difference all the difference yes. oh that's so yeah. fun you feel, I, that's exactly how it is for me too and I always people always want to you would paint something specific I'm like I can't do that <laughs> no and that's I stopped doing commissions works. years ago because of that right because I couldn't yeah I, I like I can yeah maybe pick some colors that but I cannot recreate something I can't be like okay it's gonna have you know a square here and a, a you know a swirl there or whatever it's that's not how it works in my world. Work. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually find that a big challenge when I'm teaching because, you know, if I'm teaching an online class, I'm trying to teach sort of a linear, this is the step one, mm -hmm. step two, step three. And I get really nervous ahead of time. Like, oh gosh, is this going to work? Am I going to be able to get to the end? Or am I going to be showing them a whole bunch of weird steps that don't make sense because I'm going to paint over it but I've learned that that's part of what people will learn from me is letting go and kind of moving through it but uh it's a definite challenge it, you know it's funny what you say about the painting over things because um I think with art journals now more people are, are recognizing that you put stuff down and you cover it up and you put stuff down and you cover it up um but still if they have a canvas in front of them they struggle with that and it's like, yeah. okay, let's do the same thing, right? Like put something down and cover it up and put something down and cover it. You know, it's, you might have a little piece poking out. You might have nothing poking out. It might just be the texture, but um, yeah, it's, it's all about that layering and, and letting go and, and letting it happen. So, yes. yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> that your thinking is so like. <laughs> so do you think you have a driving force that inspires you? They're so similar. It's so fun to talk to them. I fun. <laughs> I, like, I just enjoyed it. It's fun. Like, I, I think also, really, for me, there's there has been this undertone, because it is sort of something I've done as a business, there is this sort of undertone of, like, could I do that? What if I did this? Would it work? Could I make money from my art? Could it? So it sort of became like a game of, like, how mm -hmm. can I turn this into something that is, uh, you know, could I be a person who doesn't just work my nine to five? Maybe I could, maybe. And, and that fun and that excitement of not knowing and the challenge has always been kind of a, a definitely drive. Driving force, yeah. Do you have a past pain then that's informed your life purpose and, and how you do things? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, not that I'm fully aware of. I feel like I've always had this sort of inner resistance to doing things. You know, I sort of have this, although it wouldn't really be past pain, but I sort of have this sort of thing inside of me, this sort of push and pull between doing what I'm supposed to do and what I would like to do. And that sort of has been a huge part of of the art for, 
for me. I don't know if I'm articulating that very well. Um, and I don't know if that stems from something or whether that's just, I'm just born with it. <laughs> or, you know, my mom's very, uh, she's so good. She's all very organized. She worked her way up from, you know, uh, the bottom to the top in her work. And, you know, she, uh, she's just very different in that way, but I think she, she didn't necessarily do what she wanted to do with her life, but she did quite well at it. And I think, and then she, you know, always raised us in this sort of um, be responsible, learn to type um, <laughs> and do all of that stuff. And I, I, there's this part of me that always wanted to, um, fulfill that and then this other part of me that really just always knew that there was something different I wanted to do and luckily she's very supportive I, I should make sure that I say that she's lovely and always, one of my biggest fans and supporters <laughs> usually once they start to see you know what you can do with it they become a little more supportive I find you know? yeah. they're like you can't make a living at this and it's like oh but maybe I can right so, yeah totally and yeah I don't think that she never was like don't do that it was just sort of like well you need the backup plan or you need to do which is I'm grateful because you know my day job which I still have um has helped me to be a better like business person you know I can mm. you know I was able to build a website. I was able to, not that my job is specifically related to that, but I think that the skills that I picked up, customer service and all of that stuff has actually helped me to be better at what I'm doing anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand that. I was in project management before, so I find that ah. those skills have definitely helped me. Oh, for business. sure. Yeah, organizing summits and all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I exactly. need a better job to do that. <laughs> So I know there's a lot of um, thought that goes into like whether you should monetize, you know, healing or creative works. And what are your thoughts on that? I feel like you should do what feels good for you. Like it sounds really, you know, cheesy, but you know, if, if, if making art feels good just in and of itself, I don't think it needs to be monetized. And at the same time, if you want to, why not? Like, why not do that? I don't think it dirties it in any way. In fact, it can, for me, it, it helps it because, you know, that budget I was talking about earlier as I can now pay for, you know, even through the years when I wasn't actually earning what you call a living, I'm able to buy some supplies because maybe I sold a painting or, or something like that. And I think mm -hmm. when we put ourselves out into the world, it also helps give other people permission to do that for themselves too. So it's just a beautiful circle of <laughs> yeah. whatever feels good. I'm all about whatever feels good. <laughs> I like that. Whatever feels good. I like yeah. it. <laughs> what would you say you're proudest of in your life? I think that I I did it. I feel like I, you know, not that I'm any kind of crazy success or anything like that, but just that I thought, I think for a long time, I talked about it and about that I wanted to do it, that I wanted to, you know, um, have a creative business. And I thought about it and I read about it. And I, and then finally one day, I think my mom actually said to me, um, well, why don't you stop talking about it? Just do it. <laughs> 
And I think she was just saying it out of like sort of annoyed, like I'm tired of hearing about this, Nicole, you're not doing it. And I, I was like, you're right. I'm going to do that. And then I did it. And then now my sister, not too long ago, said to me, you know, Nicole, you're one of those people that did it. And that made me feel, it sounds so weird, but it made me feel so good to think that she saw me as someone that I would look at, at and admire that they had taken something they wanted to do and followed through with that. So um, that would probably be it. <laughs> I love that. And it, because it's so true, right? So many people, like they talk about writing that book, they talk about, you know, uh, starting a business, they talk about trying something, and they don't do it. They right? don't. Yeah. Now I'm like the person that drives everybody crazy because the minute they start saying that something, I'm like, oh, you got to do it. Okay. Like, how can we make this happen? Like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> you. Do you need me to find some resources? Like, and then they're like, oh, oh no, I didn't really mean I was going to do it. I just, it's something I dream about. And it's like, what? <laughs> no, go do it. Go do it. You can't like, and the time's going to pass anyways, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's so true. So um, if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be? I feel like, I don't know if I can change it through my work, but it would be to appreciate, I like appreciate beauty and everything in someone's art appreciate people's efforts you know someone that is sharing something um that they've made from their heart even if you think it sucks you know just appreciate the energy behind that and give love to that and I feel like if if we all did that if we all could sort of appreciate just the whole world would be a little bit happier you know even those miserable people that are judging everything would probably feel a little bit better if they felt that mm-hmm. feeling of that appreciation so yeah appreciating appreciating <laughs> I like it I like it I, have you ever struggled with imposter syndrome you know with the work that you do and if so how have you gotten over that for sure I think we all have um I I, I get, I tell myself, I just do it. Like I just, I try not to think about that too much. And I try to think how I, I would, like I try to practice what I preach and think, you know, if I would tell someone else, that's silly, don't think like that, then I need to tell myself that. So just a lot of self like love and like, and I mean, what is, it's just art, you know, what is it? It's if I, if you make a picture, it's art. There is no, no one's an imposter. If they make art, they're making art. You know, it's, um, I struggle with it a little bit more with things like um, early on with like, with teaching or something. I was recently asked to uh, share my experiences with art licensing. And that was funny because it brought up some stuff because I, um, I've had art, I, I, so I licensed my art, and I've had art in stores around the world, and it's something I've done, but I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Like, I still don't, when I went to talk about it and share, I was like, who am I to tell these people how to license their work? Because I've read accounts from other licensed artists and they seem to know so much more about the business than me, you know? So I very much all through the whole thing I'm talking and I'm saying, this is just my experience. This is just my experience, you know, not wanting to, wanting to make sure that they know that I have no idea what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> even though I'm sure I have some valuable input or insight, mm-hmm. but it's funny. That one was a big one for sure. <laughs> and it, it's funny where imposter syndrome will pop up, right? Because, you know, we usually things that were self-taught that if we learn them ourselves mm-hmm. sort of the hard way we feel like who are we to talk about that right that sort yeah. of thing whereas if we went to school for it or if we tr- you know have a certificate in it, and it's like but I'm in the school of hard knocks I actually figured yeah. it out myself <laughs> I want to make that easier for you so you don't have to do that yeah yeah <laughs> it's true oh, yeah <laughs> Do you have an inspirational quote that you live by? Yes, I say it to my kids all the time. Um, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I heard that from Wayne Dyer. I'm not sure if he's the original person that said it, um, but I bring it to everything, absolutely everything. Like whether it's, you know, if I think about, okay, how can I change the way I'm looking at this? It could be a painting or it could be just a situation in life. It could be, you know, with everything that's gone on this past year, um, you know, just changing the way I frame things and look at things. And it's a huge one. (laughs) Yes. And it's so true. Um, I say that a lot in my coaching is that you cannot change other people. You can change you and in in turn, others will change because they have to, because you've changed, mm. um, but you cannot change other people. So yes, things around you will change. Yeah, yeah. so true. So true. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners uh, today that we maybe haven't discussed? Oh, gosh. Well, I think just to round out, I would just, you know, because of what we were talking about, I would just say, you know, if you're, if you have that feeling inside of you to do something, just do it take a step. You don't have to, you know, the, the dream we always have, I think there's like this idea that there's this like dream that you have that's huge and there's nothing in between, but there is a whole fun journey between what may be the huge dream and, and all of that is rewarding too, you know, selling one painting still feels pretty darn good. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if you wish you were, you know, a million dollar artists you know like it still feels those, <laughs> do those little wins so uh don't be afraid of that journey just you'll never regret doing it I think we only that's another good though I don't know who said it at all though but the other thing I always think is you don't you only regret the things you don't do you mm-hmm. or most often regret the things you don't do so just do yeah. it yeah I agree with that one for sure when you were speaking earlier I was thinking you you miss 100% of the shots you don't take Right. Yeah. I think that was Wayne Gretzky that actually. And I'm yeah, yeah, so I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was 100% of the uh, shots you don't take. So it's very true. Just do it. Just try it. Find out what's going to happen. Yeah. What do you get to lose? Is you regret, I really, you regret things more like, oh, why didn't I do this sooner? Or what did I, you know, like, mm-hmm. just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's Nike. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's Nike at work. Look at all the quotes we have now. Now, I'm not very good at that. So, well, Nicole, I want to thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> to our listeners, we will see you again next week. In the meantime, have an amazingly creative day. Bye for now. Are you a daily journaler? Do you want more creativity in your day? 
We have two great creativity journals to start your day with. One for people who already have a journaling practice and one for people who are new to journaling. Both are an amazing way to start your day. Both make the perfect gift for a person in your life. Check out Have an Amazingly Creative Day and How Do I Have an Amazingly Creative Day? Both currently available on Amazon. Click the link below to purchase yours now.